Hey, welcome back to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Jen. I've been a chef for 10 years. And I'm a registered dietitian. We've all heard the saying, farm to table. But what if the conversation was table to farm? Join Jen and I as we sit down with ag experts to dig in and find out more about North Dakota agriculture. Welcome back to Common Ground. I'm Jen. I'm Heather. And... Hey, we're back for another podcast. We're back for another one. It seems like we're just going right through it. Like we've, what is this for us? 19? 19. 19. I know. It's amazing. Okay. And I do have a little embarrassing tidbit. Okay. The other day, someone approached me and said, hey, I've been watching your YouTube channel and I love it. And I'm like, I don't have a YouTube YouTube? channel. (laughs) You know? And then I got home and I'm like, they were talking about the podcast. Yes. Yes. Common Ground North Dakota is on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Yes. It blew my nine-year-old's mind. Yes. She's like, I watch YouTube shorts. I'm like, mom's on YouTube. She's like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I am. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> so good so, little reminder. Yes. Where we're, where we're found. Yes. Where we can be found. And we're YouTube famous, according mm-hmm. to my kids and this person. Uh-huh. So last time we learned a lot. What was your favorite, like, fun fact from the trivia? Well, the goldfish in the water, I'm still thinking about. I know. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be beautiful. It could be, like, a clear water right. tank with, like, goldfish swimming. Yes. I mean, I would something you would never expect when you're, like, on the farm and you're you're going out to check the cows. or And then you see random goldfish. In the, right. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Such fun facts that we learn on here. They were great. I know. And. I'm excited today to learn more about like common ground and how it started. So we have an awesome guest today and I'm sure we'll have tons of questions for her. So welcome, Christy. Welcome, Christy. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. You guys are famous to me. (laughs) We're we're famous. Yes, we've made it. I love it. So Christy, you have awesome connections. So us as like consumers of agriculture, always fascinated to to learn about like, Mm -hmm. okay, how... What crops do we grow here? How does that happen? Like, talk about farm operations. Just help us learn. So tell us a little bit about your connection to Common Ground. When did you start volunteering with Common Ground? And kind of what is Common Ground? Because we're the hosts of the Common Ground podcast. (laughs) But you've been with Common Ground since... Common Ground in North Dakota started in 2012. I started getting involved with it maybe about... Two to three years after that. Okay. So I had noticed, um, and the thing that caught my eye was an event near Fargo called Dinner and Dinner in the Field. Okay. Banquet in the Field. Yes. I didn't say it wrong. Banquet we heard in about the Field. That one. Yes, we did. And I, I had seen some stories on it, and also in farm magazines and things like that, and it just caught my attention. So I wanted to learn more about it. So the premise of Common Ground is it's a way to connect farmers and ranchers to talk to the general public or to consumers about their food. Mm -hmm. And the national started common ground came up with the words because that's what we do. We're finding common ground. That's a great name. We we all eat. Yep. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Not very many of us as Americans grow the food that we eat, but we all eat. And so, and we all have the similar values in feeding our family and looking for healthy, safe food. And so that's where they came up with common ground. And it came to different states, so there's a national okay. common ground, and then each state can have a common ground as well, too. Okay. Not every state does, okay. but they work with the corn and soybean councils in different states, and now North Dakota and the national are both working with the corn council. Wonderful. So it's just a fabulous way to share your story. 
a way oh, to, I love to tell people about what we do. That's it's so great. fun, like hearing the stories. That's like the best part ever. Yeah. And, and everybody's is different. Yeah. You know, I think a lot. That's what I've found, too, that a lot of the public or consumers might think every farm looks the same. Right. And as you guys are learning, they don't. It's all the dynamics <laughs> of the families and what they're growing. So yep. you are a producer as well? Yes. Uh, my husband and I farm and ranch on his home farm, okay. which is near Esmond, North Dakota. Okay. If you don't know where that is, it's kind of between Rugby and Harvey. Okay. West okay. of Devil's Lake. Okay. Kind of North Central. Uh, it's the farm he grew up on. His grandparents founded that farm. Okay. And now our our oldest son is farming with us as well. So that's really that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. And the town of Esmond has 100 people. Yeah, about that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's very small. So our kids actually went to school in rugby. So very okay. rural living where you go a good 25 miles to find anything except the good old town of Esmond does still have a cafe and a bar. And that's Ooh. really all you need. Well, nice. Town, and they, so. they have an what is it? The Opera House? Or well, that's what? in Maddock, which is oh. only about 15 miles away. And you're involved with that, too? I have helped do some volunteering there. I'm not a musician or an artist, but Maddock is near and dear to me because that's actually where I grew up. Okay. Okay, so, so I'm from the, the area, too. All right. I had no intentions of returning to the area. I went to school at UND. Go okay. Hawks. <laughs> and I know. I have loyalties on both sides. I know. <laughs> and... Uh, I did work for a period, a year in the science field in okay. Bismarck in the health department. I have an environmental science degree. Oh, cool. And I just thought, I'm I'm doing science, man. I'm, yeah. And then uh, my friends introduced me. I should step back. My two other friends who were never going to move back to the rural area met farmers and were living there and introduced me to my husband, Gerald. And... There I am. There you are. You're back on the farm. That's awesome, yeah. though. But an environmental science degree, I can see that helping mm -hmm. out on the farm as well. Well, that is what slowly surprised me. I mm -hmm. mean, I did grow up on a farm. It's not in my family anymore. So I had some of the background. Mm -hmm. But the more I got involved with helping him with day-to-day -day operations and learning about the land, and we have cattle on our farm, too, besides okay. crops, I just, it really fits to things I had learned about, Yeah. whether it's, you know, grass or conservation and wildlife and protecting our water, all these things. So I really, and I could understand where the agriculture, the, the science and agriculture was going. Oh, right. for so sure. It's been a good fit. Good. That's great. Okay. So common ground, you went to the dinner in the field yep. and you thought, I want to be part of this organization. I did. I just loved the uh, connections that yeah. were happening. It was kind of about those times where there was more and more um, myths and misconceptions out in the internet, on the internet, yeah. in the public of yep. of how are what what are modern farmers doing when they raise our right. food, mm -hmm. you know. And after watching my husband and our family care for the cattle that we raise mm -hmm. and the crops and conserving, you know, we we farm differently than my dad did in the seventies yep. because. You're not seeing soil erosion anymore. Right. You're not seeing those things. And so to be able to find a way to share those stories was really fun. And mm -hmm. so Common Ground then was doing the dinner and they were doing other various things they would get involved with. Uh, there might be an event at the zoo where families and farmers could connect, um, mm. helping create different areas like that. So that's kind of what was my interest. I stayed involved. I went to some national conferences where you meet other farmers across the country that are doing the same thing. Cool. The original concept is that it's women farmers talking to women because it's probably better now. But back then, it still was the majority of women doing the cooking and the right. grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. right. and, and so that was where that common ground connection came from, too. 
Well, and I love the idea of using conversation right. to, yes. get to, to, to get to get to the truth. Myths. Right. Well, yeah. and like Heather and I being in the food industry. So like right. dietetics, like everybody's an expert because everybody eats. Right. right. So it's like, <laughs> well, is that actually science based mm-hmm. or like what does the research tell us? And right. is that actually a fact? So I love the fact-finding mm-hmm. message about this and actually talking to the the folks that are growing the the products exactly. and raising the cattle, like you said. And like, is this actually true? And we find out that, yeah, that's probably that's not, not true. And, <laughs> and Heather, with your chef background and like you're exposed to tons of new foods. Mm-hmm. And so it is really interesting. And I think mm-hmm. it's a source of truth. Right. Well, and you, Absolutely. you have the science piece. Mm-hmm. And you have the farming piece, right? So you right. really do have a great perspective. I, I have found a good way to do to do that, you know, because the, there definitely are times someone has done the research and they mm-hmm. want to know more of the science. Yep. They they want to understand what is a GMO crop? What is mm-hmm. it? They want to understand pesticides and things. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, so that concept I can mm-hmm. talk about, mm-hmm. but I can also talk about and put the face to the family farmer. Yeah, the connection. Is, yeah, that we we are people out here doing doing what our families have always done. Right. And we're using modern technology yes. just like every other job is using modern technology. Absolutely. And so I think when you can combine that and sharing your stories, like you said, mm-hmm. and people see that, oh, farmers are just real people. You know? Yes. Oh, right. You know, they're just like the rest of us doing the best they can in their business. Yeah. And really highlighting where food comes from and how it's raised, I think, right. is always a good thing. It, it's like the why behind things like when right. kids ask you like, well, why? Well, this is the reason and it helps create mm-hmm. like that. Oh, I get it now instead of it's just how we've always done it or this is the assumption. Um, so I think that's important to mm-hmm. share the why and like, why do we do these things? Well, right. it's to help feed the world or like this is to mm-hmm. help create more like pest resistant crops or, you know, those exactly. types of things. Um, so and. Like with my farm background, I say that loosely because <laughs> I didn't do the farming. My sister actually went to NDSU and graduated in crop and weed science. And something you said earlier really connected with me. And she's like, Jen, I help grow the products and you cook them. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dietitians dabble in the culinary arts. That's <laughs> Chef Heather's like exactly. Area. Exactly. Like I can tell you what nutrients are in them, but Which is Heather important. cooks them. So Right. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It brings every aspect of it. It does, mm-hmm. right? It and does. It has that connection to like all the education that, mm-hmm. that you do in your role and that right. I do and that Heather does. Right. So it's it's really important. So well, I think that's so true because as more and more people are living urban, you know, yeah. they think the grocery store is where food comes yes. from. And, you know, they we forget. And yep. I've been amazed how even in North Dakota, where you're driving, literally, you don't leave a town without driving past fields. Yeah. Or at least once you get out of the valley, seeing animals. Absolutely. And a lot of people still don't understand or even know what's growing out mm-hmm. there no. or where it's going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what's been really fun is to see see more of those connections be shared and people understanding what we're doing out here as farmers. Well, and I think too, growing up in agriculture community, seeing it all the time, because I remember growing up, 
driving and my dad would be like, oh, that's that, that's that. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. okay, dad. Yes, the educational but, piece. But now I really want to know, yeah, right? right? Now I have a genuine interest. Mm-hmm. So the other right. day we were driving and I looked at a crop. I'm like, oh, what is that one? I wanted to call my dad to find, because <laughs> right? before I don't right. think I, I, I just didn't care as much, yeah, right? True. Like it was just because it's everywhere. But mm-hmm. now I really want to know. Yep. You want to know what it is. You want to know what they do with it. Wait, where right? is it going? Am yeah. I eating that? <laughs> like exactly. driving by the potato fields that are yes. now flowering. I'm like, Zach, the potato fields are flowering. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. I know. Like, All of a sudden, and, you're much more aware. I know. Right? Like, oh, that looks like a good soybean crop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> do I like, really okay. know if it's a good crop or yeah, not? I don't but know. I'm just. I but know, you it's, know cool. it's soybeans. Okay. Yep. Which is good. Right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> That's a big part. Part of. Part of what I like about Common Ground is that the podcast has been fabulous, you Thank know, you. and I think having hosts like both of you that aren't farmers and ranchers, but you're talking to people that helps farmers and ranchers yes. in their jobs. You're talking to farmers and ranchers. It's just the perfect mix because we've covered every aspect then of the food supply. And yeah. there's so many different aspects. And there's those, so many. Those conversations. And mm-hmm. being that you've been with Common Ground for a while now, how has your conversation changed over the years? Like, What do you yeah. find yourself talking about mm-hmm. now as opposed to when you first started volunteering? True. I, I think when I first started, you know, even though there was some of the big myths out there, mm-hmm. It was almost a little easier to, you know, put that face that the the studies still show that the general public does have trust in farmers. Mm -hmm. But being, you know, every year, the more social media and the more things you're fighting against, it Mm -hmm. is it is a little bit harder to debunk some of those myths. Mm -hmm. And I think the other part that's hard is as a commodity farmer like us, we raise wheat and soybeans and and our cattle. We haven't dabbled into any of the direct marketing yet mm-hmm. and for our bigger crops that's hard to do but we as farmers too aren't always sure of the next step in every process because we just aren't able to follow that's why there's people to okay like the mm-hmm. the three farm daughters you know i mean that's fabulous but not mm-hmm. every farm is going to be able to do that sure right? and so i think some of that has become a little more difficult to find ways to you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm producing this product, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always mean that I had anything to do with the next step in the product. Right. Oh, I yes. still trust what I sold and I still think it's a healthy, good product. But once it loses, leaves your hands, the process, it's right. Then that that can be different. So I think some of that is a little hard to explain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because even as farmers and ranchers, we don't always understand that. But right. But we do know that our you know, whether it's our beef or our soybeans or wheat, they're being mm-hmm. sold on a market. They're they're further inspected. It's you know, we, we have faith in the system. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's my biggest thing I try to tell people is I I'm not nervous buying food in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I also love to buy at a local market. Mm-hmm. The diversity in our food is amazing. And right. we should be thankful for that. Truly. And we live in North Dakota, so we need both, right? We do. You, you have to Absolutely. shop everywhere, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I am not a great gardener, but I keep trying every year. I mean, right? Because I do love a fresh tomato and a fresh cucumber. Same. But it doesn't mean that I'm I'm not going to go buy that product in the store. True. Right. And, and, you know, same with our beef. We raise our own, but I'm also, I have some in the freezer, but I'm not hesitant to go buy from the store either. Because yep. mm-hmm. that very well could have been raised in North Dakota, too. Right. It's amazing, like, how many products products when you think about it actually have ties back to North Dakota right because aren't we the top producer of like 18 different I think it's an, a, an amazing it's a number lot. it's a lot 
it's cool. It's I, really cool. I notice it too when you get the further west. Mm-hmm. I I happened to be in the Minot area yesterday okay. for a meeting, and it just the diversity just keeps getting further and further. You know, yeah, where are they growing out there? There's a lot more canola. There's okay. you get into more peas. You get Ooh. into lentils. You get into um, well, there's dry beans more here, uh-huh. but you get into flax. Okay, it's just the the soil is different that they can grow okay. a lot more diverse. You'll see more barley. Okay, you know all kinds of different products crops than you'll see in the valley just because of the soil types yeah and you can see the changing landscape so i recently took a trip to glacier national park in montana and we were able to then drive the whole way across north dakota and it's fascinating if if you haven't been to north dakota if you're listening there's a dramatic difference (laughs) from living in the valley absolutely to way out west in the badlands area and not that that's a bad thing. I think it's fascinating and it's mm-hmm. amazing. And but it is different. Yeah, you'll see like more ranches mm-hmm. and ranching out west, and you can just see the evolution as you drive. You right. know, highway two, right, <laughs> or ninety four. All of a sudden, there's a little dip in the road. Yeah, like, wait like, a second. What is that? It's a <laughs> hill. It's a huge hill. I it's can't a hill. see. I'm like, we're in the mountains. And my husband's like, no, we're it not is. in the mountains. True North Dakota girl. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's a big mountain. He's like, yeah, they're called hills. Yeah. And, and those of us that have lived further west in North Dakota our whole life, we get here and we think, it's so flat. I can see for 15 <laughs> miles. <laughs> so the diversity is just wonderful. And then that's it what is. does give us all these different crops and right. animals to grow, too. So, yeah. It's fascinating. It is. It is. Oh, I have so many questions. For you. <laughs> so I was reading uh, in your bio and it said, are you a crop adjuster too? I am. So I s- tell us a little bit about that. And what does that mean? <laughs> what does like, that what mean? does a crop adjuster exactly. do? Exactly. So I started working about four years. I, I had been working full time on our farm with my husband okay. and our oldest son came back from school to farm with us. Okay. And I just physically wasn't needed to be available as much. And honestly, it was time for me to do something on my own, a little separate from the farm. But I I still love working with agriculture. And it's a great fit. It's a a very flexible job because I work from home. When you live very remotely, that's that's very important. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what what it is, is it um, works with crop insurance. So farmers use many tools to evaluate. to help their risk every year. Okay. You know, we all know that weather is yep. out of our control. Like right now, it's getting very dry out there in areas. Yes. So you might have a crop that's growing really well and going to produce very good, and then it starts drying up. Yep. Mm. So crop insurance is something that farmers take no different than you take auto insurance, than you take homeowners insurance. So if you've okay. ever had uh, a claim, yeah. been unfortunate enough mm-hmm. to use your insurance, you know that a, an adjuster is involved yep. and that person comes and looks at your vehicle or you send them pictures or mm-hmm. they come and see your damage. Okay. So that's what I am doing for the crop insurance industry. So when a farmer has a claim that mm-hmm. my crop didn't produce what I normally do, mm-hmm. they've proven their yields, what they normally produce, then they can put in a claim with their crop insurance and I'm there to find the facts. Okay. So you so go out to the field, you, you assess. look at the crop. Yeah. I'm not an agronomist. I have... I have methods that appraise the crop of what it would have produced. If they've already harvested, I'm collecting all their harvest information, whether it's in the bins or whether they sold the product. I'm I'm the information gatherer. Wow. 
So this spring, there were some areas in North Dakota that had too, were too wet and yeah. couldn't plant all their crop. Okay. So they have what they call prevented plant acres. Okay. So I'm, I'm taking pictures. I'm going through their records of what they normally, how many acres they normally plant, and then they may qualify for a crop insurance okay. claim. Yeah, so it's so, kind of, it's protection right? It is. for the it, farmer. It is, you know, when, when your livelihood depends on the weather, yeah. you know, if, if you could had to take your check and, okay, if I got too much rain or not enough rain, I'm going to get paid a little less this month. That's kind of a scary thought. It That's is really scary. scary. And there's yeah. no, like, there's nothing you can do about no, it, right? There's like, a hailstorm coming. I can put my car in the garage. Right. Mm-hmm. But your crop, you're not going you to can't cover your, that. Can't put it field. in a garage. No. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Well, that's so got to keep you busy. It does. And it mm-hmm. can really depend on the year and what timing mm-hmm. of the year. But it it's it's a fun job because I get to I get a mix of working at home in my office mm-hmm. and working on the road. I still get to talk to farmers and ranchers, which mm-hmm. is great. And and I'm helping them with a problem that they're facing. Right. So. Well, and you being a farmer yourself, I'm sure it's, those conversations are easier for you. It really has that. helped. It's given me because I, I have that knowledge and background to know what they're going through. Right. And I can understand how and when they harvest and how and when they plant and all those kinds of things. So it has been interesting. Relatable. Right? I hope so. I try to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So that's, that's good that our farmers can be protected, especially like. I mean, you heard about hail sometimes, right? Yeah. So there's hail, hail it's, storms, if it's too wet, too wet, too dry. Too dry. It, it, it's fascinating because my the companies are generally not nationwide companies. Uh-huh. So our same company might be helping people in an area that got a hurricane. Right. Oh, they wow. might be helping people in California who got uh, smoke on their grapes. You know, it's so wow. agriculture, not let alone North Dakota being diverse, but yep. you start thinking of the whole country, you know, the there's orchards apples, and, yeah. there's yep, right. all these things. So a lot of these products, a lot of these crops mm-hmm. do have crop insurance. And yeah. so it is just, it's one more thing that farmers have to take care of and yeah. keep you know, when people wonder what are farmers doing all year when on the off season, they're, they're working doing. on a lot of these plans. And because if you're a farmer, you have crop insurance. Generally, you're Generally. not required to. Okay. That's okay. another misconception in farming. You're okay. not you're not required to take. You are an individual business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not required to take crop insurance. You're not required to use the government farm service agency. But Almost all do. Okay. It it would be difficult to farm without those safety nets. Yeah, I imagine. So there's just the too risk. many variables. And there's risk. too many risks. Yeah. Okay. There are all ways to mitigate risk. Absolutely. And to me, common ground is a is a way to uh, fight risk. If yeah. I don't share my story, consumers might right. demand something that I'm not capable to produce, or they're right. going to demand something that they don't realize is a safe product mm-hmm. and right. is a good way. So I look at common ground and sharing our egg story as a way to protect your farm, just mm-hmm. like crop insurance. That's a great point. Right. Mm-hmm. People need to know the truth. Yeah, right. absolutely. And the more you learn about something, the more trust you build absolutely. in that product. And you yep. you just have knowledge is power. Uh, for sure. Knowledge is power and like finding out from like real people. Right. Yeah. Real people that have connections and like are the I'm gonna call you guys the experts because that's what you are. <laughs> are you that's comfortable why we with that? bring you on. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Just why like, we can bring I call you, you the next time I don't know what to make for supper. I know, right? <laughs> call me. <laughs> call Heather. Absolutely. Don't, have, yeah. don't call me. <laughs> I won't call you. <laughs> you can you can call me like with like 
how to, what to put on your plate. Like, there we go. How do I balance my nutrition? Yeah, we'll answer your questions. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That's why we have experts in every field, right? <laughs> so right. If, if people want to get involved in Common Ground mm-hmm. and they want to volunteer, how do they go about yes. doing that? that? That's a wonderful question. We would really like to get more of our farmers and ranchers involved. There was a period of years where we had a pretty good core base of volunteers and then Common Ground kind of stepped away for a little bit. And now that we're active again, we would love to have any, if there's any farmers and ranchers listening or if anybody knows someone who would be good at it and you can get as little or as active involved as you want. You know, you can get help on creating your own social media page. You can come to a dinner if we're working with another group. But, you know, there's going to be varied ways. But we do have a great uh, website, oh, yep. Common Ground North Dakota. Yep. And then uh, Find Our Common Ground, I think, is the national okay. website. So okay. either website, uh, we have a great Facebook page, Common yes. Ground North Dakota. I think we've been sharing some mm-hmm. your podcast yep. information on there. And there's there's places on the website to if you're interested in being a volunteer that you okay. can click on that and fill in some information okay. and then you'll get contacted or you can also contact the North Dakota Corn Council. OK, okay. so, yes, please reach out. Um, if anybody listening knows me, you can reach out to me. We would love to get more volunteers. We're, we're working on besides this wonderful podcast. What else can we do again yeah. to find some more events, create some more events and activities to to mix the farmers and the right. consumers. Well, and what a great idea to allow those future volunteers to come in with their own ideas. Mm-hmm. It is because as diverse as North Dakota is, there might be something out in the Dickinson Bismarck area right. that would be different than what something we could do here in Grand Forks right. or Fargo. So right. yes, come to us with an idea and we'll see what we can Ooh. come up so with. Our, so Christy, speaking of ideas, are there, yes. you know, we sometimes come up with like great ideas on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, we have lots ideas. of like business ideas. Anyway, <laughs> what's what's in store for Common Ground? Are there any like cool things that you can oh, give us the inside give information? Any away or not. I mean, you never know. We got <laughs> to ask. To secrecy. <laughs> we, we are working on some ideas besides, besides the podcast. There There's going to be some... Uh, advertisement type information okay. coming out that we've worked with some other women strong women farmers so Fun. look for some of that okay and we are help we are sponsoring a, one of the sponsors for a dinner that's happening in the minot area What's that, called? that one's called dinner on the prairie oh cool and that's august 1st okay. so i was just there helping them go through some of the the stuff they're doing with the farmers and ranchers and it's oh, going to be cool. great it's it's a very similar concept in fact the founders there did come to Fargo years ago to okay. see what we do at, did at Banquet in the Field. Mm-hmm. So that dinner is still, I think the chamber is slowly taking over some of the managing okay. of that. Okay. So there are still events like that. Yeah. Whether Common Ground takes over and does their own flagship dinner, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that would happen in the future, but mm-hmm. we're still in some of the brainstorming mm-hmm. stages. Yeah. And you're inspiring all these other dinners. And- yeah. So I think the more, the more we can get some more volunteers and brainstorm and yeah. kind of think about, you know, what could be our next... But I know I'd love to see something, whether it's a dinner or just some event that Common Ground does do every year that looks for more education opportunities. Yeah. So, so stay tuned. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. We love the dinner party idea. That is, I just love the idea of that. And what better way to, it, to send your message than having the producer and the consumer yes, together at a table? At a table. It, that's why food. we have a table. It's yes. a great concept. You know, the... and. Minot is doing the same way where the beginning part of the appetizer hour, Mm -hmm. they try to have plots where the actual crops are growing. So, I mean, I remember helping in Fargo area and that Mm -hmm. was 
I mean, even though you drive by all these fields, like you said, when you can stand there and look at, oh, that's that's what wheat looks like close up or that's what a soybean plant looks Mm -hmm. like, you know, and then the farmers, they're telling you about it. It it just really is a great way to to bring that full circle. It's like hands on learning. Right. It's a different appreciation when you're standing right there. Right. And then you go share a meal together or share some an appetizer that included some of those ingredients and. Who does love? It absolutely is. (laughs) It is what we do when we get together. It's always surrounding, like in North Dakota, I always think about that. It surrounds our family gatherings. So we're like, when we celebrate things, food is usually involved. But honestly, what else is there? What else would we do, right? I I know. Share a good meal. We're all about it. (laughs) A meal, a snack, a late night snack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, awesome. I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to that and uh, the volunteer opportunities. So, so yes. many. So anyone that's wanting to get more involved or yep. learn more, yep. just go to Common Ground North Dakota. Go to our website. That'd mm-hmm. be the best way to find anything out. And and like I said, the, the National Common Ground was based on women farmers and ranchers, mm-hmm. but we're looking for any farmer and rancher that likes to share their story, mm-hmm. that likes events like this or sure. wants to get involved. Yeah. And, um, you know, and maybe you'll, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's more and more when you talk about YouTube, there's more and more farmers sharing their stories right. yeah. and what they're doing. There is. And, you so know, I do, I feel like that brings more interest too, because mm-hmm. people are watching, even myself. Right. I'm watching, I'm like, oh, is that I know. What, that's what's going on? You're I learning, want to know more. Yep. You're learning what day-to-day, what people do day-to-day on their farms and yes. ranches. And we can we can even supply some of the information on how what are some good ways to go about doing your own social media page oh, that's or so things cool. like that. Yeah, because that's what so, people are interested in. It's almost like reality TV. It is. <laughs> it sucks me in. I love it. I'm like, I know. Oh, what are they doing with the cows today? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's how to yes. participate almost like in the daily lives mm-hmm. and like get a glimpse. Right. Of like the secret life of farmers. Or right. Something. We do need more of that because, you know, I think there was too long of a time where farmers were just doing their own thing. They weren't doing anything secretive. Yeah. But, you know, if all of a sudden people started questioning why you yeah. weren't sharing more, well, there was just no need. We were just, right. we're we're just, just doing, doing our job. We're just right. like feeding the world. No big deal yeah. over here. <laughs> well, right. So, and, and I'm sure to a farmer, it's like, well, this is what I do every day. Right. Yeah, but, but to but us, we're really interested exactly. in what you're doing every day. I mean, exactly. I want to see the baby cows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see them. <laughs> and and good to know that everyone's welcome. That mm-hmm. you want right everyone to we volunteer. Do. Yep. Okay. Anybody who's interested in helping share their story, or there's been some some great little short video shorts on our Facebook page recently cool. of yes. different farmers and ranchers. So you know, reach out to us. Maybe we could come and do a short little fun little video of you on your farm. Yeah, so. we want to learn. We want to learn, and I think right. that's like just the. Um, impression that I get from just visiting with my friends and connections and family Mm -hmm. like they're genuinely interested in the things that we're talking about here and like I didn't know that right even farm family I know oh I didn't know about that because we we stay kind of in our lane sometimes and we're just really laser focused on our specific goals but then when you have the opportunity to learn how others are doing that, I mean, I think it's a world of knowledge that is important to Absolutely. have that connection. Mm-hmm. It's a great platform just it to is. get all the things. Yeah, it really is. My cousin told me she was listening to the corn episode, our very uh, first episode. The first one. And she said she was on her way back from the gym, but she had to pause it because she was learning so much <laughs> that she wanted to be sitting down and paying attention. <laughs> And it was my favorite because people are truly captivated by Mm -hmm. the stories and 
all the information. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. The fun facts that we learn. Yes. And and a lot of those fun facts are are basic things that farmers are talking about all the time. And we right. forget that so many people don't know. Yes. And so it's a great reminder to all of us to, to share those. And ask a farmer. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to talk to your neighbors mm-hmm. and, and farmers because they are the, right. the experts in what they do. And, you know, we I feel like, you know, as adults, we're always learning things every single day. And mm-hmm. even though like I'm now in like listed as a veteran member in my like, <laughs> sports identity oh, group. I'm like, they add it? oh, well, because veteran been in member. For a OK, time. OK. Yeah, I can embrace okay. that. But like. I mean, I don't feel like I should be labeled that because I'm still learning stuff. Sure. I mean, there's so much to learn. I, I don't know a farmer or rancher who wouldn't be happy to answer a question or, you know, even have you come see their farm or things like that. Yeah. So that'd I be one it. of my dreams, a little more agritourism in the right. state. Yeah. I think, I think maybe we'll slowly get there. So. I think so. I, I think, think this next generation idea. is more excened about that and they understand the social media aspects and all that. So. Yep. You're right. We're seeing so much more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we see the shift in generations of, of the farmer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, cool. Ever changing. Mm-hmm. Well, Christy, I think it's time Is for it time? our host halftime. Host halftime. Grab that trophy. Right. Oh, I don't think we switched the name. I won last time. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, folks. I got to put my name on it. I'm just wondering what Christy's questions are going to be. Oh, they could be gosh. so many things. They could be. <sighs> Okay, I have to put that there. Thank you. Okay, I'll get you a. It really is board. fabulous in person. Oh yeah. Do you want to get a closer look? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's We're hoping nice. for a real gold one eventually, but you know. Right. Now, if you were a crop adjuster, you'd look at that corn and see that it's in the early dent phase. Oh, you know. Stage. So oh, just so the you know. Kernels here. Yeah. See yes. how the kernels are. Okay. Are right. dented. Yes. So what does that mean, Christy? It means it's just maturing, sure. getting closer to like it would be past the corn. You know, when you buy your sweet corn, mm-hmm. you don't really necessarily want the kernels to no, look like that. No, they, because they're harder. And what I remember you learning in your first corn episode yeah. is the difference between the field corn and right. the sweet corn. Oh, so this sure. corn is starting to dry down. Okay. okay. And, and you, you can notice that even when it's spray painted gold. I could see the dents. Yeah, yes. you're good. <laughs> oh, She's good, you. folks. <laughs> I'll pass that on to my boss. <laughs> Okay, so you're ready for your first question? Yes, first question. Okay, farmers use a lot of different terms when they talk about farming. And and when we talk about sharing our stories, we try to remind ourselves that not everybody understands these the words we use. Okay. So one term we use is an acre. You know, a farmer has this many acres. So one acre is about the size of what sports playing area? Oh, I feel like I know. And yeah, it could be any, it could be, I don't want to give you a, okay, go ahead. Football. Whoa, football you both field. got it right. Woo-hoo. Yay. One acre is about the size of about a football size, field. Yeah. I was going to put Go Hawks on there, but then you could, I'm like, well, maybe you I better say Go Bison, like on the other side. I know. Okay, so this one is kind of relates to your acre. Might be a little harder. So on our farm, spraying season is kind of coming to an end. Okay. So we we are a conventional farm. We do spray our crops. We use it to control weeds, mm-hmm. right? And in our right now, the the plants, whether it's soybeans or corn, have grown so much mm-hmm. they canopy and they've covered. Yep. So we're we're not really we're not needing to spray anymore. And we try to spray as little as possible. Okay. But when we spray glyphosate or Roundup, mm-hmm. which is what's generally sprayed on corn mm-hmm. and soybeans, and which has a misconception out there mm-hmm. in the public. So on that one acre on mm-hmm. your football field, mm-hmm. 
how much chemical is being sprayed on that whole acre. I'll give you three options. Okay. A is 20 ounces, B is one gallon, and C is 15 gallons on that one acre. One gallon. A is right. It's actually only 20 ounces. 20 ounces. So on that one acre, the 15 gallons is probably more of how much water. Okay. So that 20 ounces, and 20 is maybe a little high. My husband said sometimes it's a little less even they use. Wow. That's like very little. That's all the chemical when you see that sprayer going down the field that's being sprayed. And then you're saying the canopy of the plants, that protects them? You don't get as many weeds when that happens? Right. So once that happens, that's why you really don't see anybody spraying anymore. Because once that has, I think about it in my pathetic garden too, once my cucumbers can finally (laughs) grow. No weeds can get in there. Then there's less weeds. Okay. Because they can't get the sun. Is that what? Yeah, I I believe that's the main thing Mm -hmm. that the weeds are, that the plants are doing. So they're protecting themselves at that point. Right. Okay. So farmers really do spray as little as possible. That's, yeah, I would have never, like, that's, I would have never thought like 16 ounces. Yeah. Yeah. In one, one so football field. Okay. So the other thing happening on our farm right now is it's haying season because uh-huh. we have cattle too. Okay. So my question, this is just a true or false question. Okay. Because I've, I've had people in the past be confused on what's hay and what's straw. Ah. Oh yeah. But so when we're making hay. Okay. Is the plant that they're cutting for hay at the time they're cutting it, is the plant alive or dead? Okay. So I said that wrong. It's not a true or false. You tell me if it's alive if it's or dead. If it's alive or dead. When you're making hay. Wait, when you're making hay. Okay. Well, and now at the hay time, and straw are different. I mean, <laughs> see, I'll I'm tell. just it's alive. alive. You both got that right. Yay! I almost said dead. And so, I'm okay, like, wait. So no, straw no. is when it's not alive. Straw is like Correct. the like when you're combining and it comes out the back of the combine, okay. and that's just right. for bedding. Whereas hay has nutrients so, in it, right? And it's probably easier for them to eat and digest, I'd imagine. Well, it's still drying down. So when you see okay. people cutting hay, yeah, they've cut the grass. Yeah, yeah. They've cut uh, alfalfa, alfalfa. They've mm-hmm. cut maybe sloughs that have had different grasses growing that, yeah. that you know, they couldn't seed into that right. or that type of thing. So And it's the, it's the marginal land that you're not going to plant a crop on. Yeah. But then they have to let it, that has to dry before they can put it in a bale right. or else it will mold. mold. Right. So the the plant, but you're right, when they cut it green or my family raises some oats and then okay, we yeah. cut the oats when they're still green. Okay. Let it dry and then make oats bales. Okay. Well, so that sounds kind of good. Yeah. It, and then, then they, yeah, they like mix it with. Could we? Cattle. Exactly. <laughs> probably try. We could turn that into something. Because it's nutritious. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it has more of the nutrients. Whereas the straw, you're mm-hmm. right. Straw is the stalks Stock. of wheat or barley, usually wheat, mm-hmm. that then you save that stock and put it into a bale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mostly used for bedding in the mm-hmm. winter months. Mm-hmm. Our family will grind some of that up and combine it with all the other good stuff in the okay. winter. Yep. Kind of as a filler. Sure. Oh, it's like little insoluble fiber. fiber. What we do with oatmeal. For insoluble exactly. fiber. Yeah. Just like. When you put your oatmeal in the hamburger, that's what you're doing to yeah. your. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I'm, so there's, I'm here. You know, Heather so wins. I guess Heather okay. did win. I shouldn't have even erased it. Like, what was I thinking? Those were good questions. Those oh, were good. great. Gosh. Those were great. Heather, you get the golden corn trophy. So we have one final question, Christy, that we ask everybody. Um, But what's your favorite part of being connected to North Dakota agriculture? 
I really think my favorite part is is the fact that we are almost all family farms and and just watching my kids grow up on the farm of course was great but watching them come into being able to help us on the wow. farm and then seeing their love of it well except for my daughter she does but she still loves the she she shares my story in Arizona where she lives yeah. but she didn't want to farm yeah but my oldest son's farming with us. Our youngest son is in the John Deere Tech program. He may or may not be part of the farm one day. But we have so many times that we're all out there together. Yeah. And yes, we're doing work. We might be working with our cattle. We might be moving cattle around. We might be harvesting a crop. Someone's in the combine dr harvesting. Someone's driving trucks. Someone's bringing food out. Someone's doing all these things that... I really just think that it gives us more of a family ownership. I mean, yeah. sometimes we're together too much. <laughs> it can be one downfall. <laughs> yeah. But but we really and 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 then you you drive down the road and the next family is doing the same yep. thing. Right. I mean, yes, people have hired hired help mm -hmm. things too, mm -hmm. but but the family farm concept is what I have really grown to love and knowing that our family and our next generation is taking over from what his grandfather did and right. and making those improvements and changes to the land. And I, I have to say that's my favorite part. The legacy. Well, and it's true. We're, we're it. growing it good food, but good people too. Right. I think North Dakota, when people think of North Dakota, they think, yep. oh gosh, there's such people from North Dakota are hard workers. They're such great people. Well, a lot of that's coming We've from farm to. families. It kind of right? does we have come to. from that. Right. Yeah. I remember after school, like having to go feed the pigs because mm -hmm. we had to do chores. The pigs had to eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly they do yep. like to eat every day they do <laughs> just, just like, like we us. do for sure <laughs> yeah. well this was so, great thank you for thank your you time so much, and if you, you want to get involved with common ground north dakota go, go to, to the, the website, website. yeah find the volunteer button yes click absolutely. that button click the button check out our facebook page our Inst instagram page okay. all those sources youtube YouTube. Yes, we are on YouTube. We are. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for coming. Great to see you. We're looking forward person. to all the upcoming events yes. and growing common ground. Yes. I am as well. Thank awesome. you. Thank awesome. you. Ooh, that was great. Wow. I we feel learned. like as the common ground podcast host, we learned a lot about we common still ground do. today. Yep. Again, right? we're always learning. Yes. We're always learning. So like hay and straw. I know. Not everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Right? Now we know. Now we know. Right. And how very little spray they use. That's like a pop bottle. Yes. Tiny. In a football field. And diluted by so much water. Water. Mm-hmm. It's water. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Yes. And how, like, the canopy protects the Right. <laughs> All so these much. fun facts. And there's more to learn. Like, yes. coming up, I'm sure, we'll have some amazing guests to tell us more stories about how they're connected to agriculture and what their specialty is. Yes. And just the stories behind it and the people behind it. We still have so many to learn and find out we about. We do. Yeah, we do. We do. So. Okay. Well, until next time, find us on Instagram, YouTube, Common Ground North Dakota. And yeah, yeah we'll see you on our next show. Yeah, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Most importantly, send us your questions about North Dakota agriculture by visiting our website. You might win a prize. We'll see you in the next episode of the Common Ground North Dakota podcast.